I've probably been in 12 shootouts. Oh my god. I've been I've been I mean, I had a life what, where one is one is a, a lot. But but 12? But that's when it I didn't even think it was unusual back then. Oh my then. god. To to have gotten shot. That was like well, you've been shot. And what? Yeah. Welcome back to Impulsive, the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing, subscribing. If you're not subscribed, you know the drill. Hit the button. I say it every time. And, it, and by the way, if I say that and you don't do it, like, quite honestly, fuck off, dude. Like, have you heard the message? Do you get it at this point? It's the number one podcast in the world. I'm not making that up. I couldn't make that up. No. Stats. Science. Analytics. How you doing? <sighs> I'm good, man. Really? Today's yeah. today's going to be a quiet one. I don't mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys can tell person sitting to my left is not hey big mike yeah right? i feel really close to you right now well you, our knees are touching yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let's go, all right so mike, nice. guys mike's not here he uh he actually quit i i sort of it was like a mutual like i'm firing you and he quit wait you he i thought he went to miami he's fired no he went to miami because i fired him oh my sorry God. mike you are not allowed back in the maverick house and i am filing a restraining order against you bro but it's not been bad like i love mike loved and it, the house has just been much more quiet a lot less thoughts running around it's been really good what? you actually <laughs> fired the man yeah oh yeah oh. <laughs> no i'm joking i'm joking i didn't fire mike he's in oh. miami he's in miami being a degenerate as we know on a yacht with models and other famous people oh he got a brand deal i think Wow. I think so, he got a brand deal. So, so he's really he's really moving up. Sort of. So am I, though, because the 20%. 20%. Yeah. yeah that's, so. that's pretty close. Sorry, Mike. I will be sending you an invoice. What what's, else? He, what's he doing? Like In Miami? Yeah. Uh, probably something. He's on, a, he's on a yacht, dude. He's on a yacht. Actually, Bella Thorne is there, too, who we just had on. Um, I believe Austin McBroom is there. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. I saw his story. He's got, Something's he's got going some down. stuff going on. Hey, man. Have you ever have you ever thought about like how dangerous it is to... Like, literally just be too dope for your own good. What? Oh. Uh, no, like, be too dope for... Like, if you reach a point where you're so cool, you're too cool, and you hurt yourself because of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm approaching there, so I haven't given it too much thought. Yeah, but you are close. I'm, about I, it. I'm asking because uh, when I was in Ohio... Jake's uh, Jake's videographer Blue Andrew Blue he mm. he he's he's a super dope guy. In fact, he's too dope. He's too dope for his own good. He was that guy who goes and like pours bottles in everyone's mouth at the club, and he's like mm. the life of the party type guy. Mm -hmm. And he kept doing that so much into himself. And that, you know, at the end of the night, he's passed. He's the guy that's passed out in the middle of the party. Too dope. Too dope for your own good. Because because when he was being the life of the party and he was that guy, I was like, wow, so so cool, so cool guy that he's doing that and making everyone laugh and smile. And then at the end of the night, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, you really outdid yourself this time, guy. Does that happen to you? Do you become um, too dope? No. I'm, I'm really good at handling my alcohol. Even, like, even when I'm, like, hammered, you'd never know, dude. What's, I, like, what's your secret to doing that? Some people just don't have bro, that. Bro, it's a mental game, bro. Like, you know this. Where you, I'm sure you're probably the same way. Like, my mental is so strong. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, no alcohol is going to get in there and tell me what I should do. When I used to drink and I got to that level, like, I never, I, I could handle my alcohol very well. You're right. And when I would drink back in the day, I just had this mode where it's like, you got to get to somewhere safe oh. and sleep. <laughs> and, and I would just, it was like a, <laughs> yes. a beeline yeah, you to, have the, to, do, to you the have safest location. Life or death. Yeah. Me, bro, it, when, I, when I'm like that, I always have to first brush my teeth. 
take my shoes off. Like I'm never the guy that comes home and just passes out on, on the bed, fully clothed with fa- face down. Really? Did, did you? Oh, that's happened. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, bro. For some reason, my teeth are always brushed. My socks are always off and I'm under the covers tucked nice and neat away. That's good. But I will advocate like, don't drink ever. I'm mm-hmm. not drinking. I'm done drinking for not for good. Yeah, forever, forever. And something, something just doesn't feel. I mean, at this time, I'm really on a binge, true, uh, a cleanse right now. I'm also gluten free. Got to protect my vocal cords. I'm headed to Sweden to make music for two weeks. So, all right, good. You'll, man. Ca- you'll catch me on. So, the are you Spotify actually finally re- charts? You're gonna finally release some music. Uh, no, I'm just recording it. It's gonna be a while. Sorry, I'm blue balling everyone. God, Something Mike is probably experiencing right now. <laughs> I want to introduce our guest, guys. Yo, today's a big one for me. This is fucking awesome. Our guest today is our first that can definitely kick my ass. He's a black belt in the eight martial arts and a true movie star. You've seen him in The Dark Knight. Why did I get married? Never back down to. And he is Spawn, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael J. White. Damn, bro. I can't believe this. This is fucking awesome. Oh, my pleasure. Nice to meet you, bro. Good meeting you, fellas. Thank you for coming yeah. on. Oh, but this yeah. If at any moment you want to beat his ass, you have full permission. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, please don't. Um, no, it's all love here, man. You know, hey, you are you right down the street from me? I didn't know that. We're like neighbors. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's good. This is a it's it's a good place to live, man. Like, yeah. and and you got a family now, correct? Absolutely. So you got a full yeah. on family. It's a nice family mm-hmm. family neighborhood. Um, but it's you're, you're right it is all love here and uh, in most of your movies like I see you pretty intense and kicking ass and like I, I'm, I'm never sure what to expect when the person walks in here but you're all smiles and positivity yeah that, that's the real me oh you know? shit honestly you know I, I hate to kill it for you no, but it's like all good. you know I mean there's, there's facets of my personality that you know I mean I, I can go from here to here like we all can, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, we got that edge in us, you know. Do, but the, does that come from somewhere? Like, are you channeling? Oh hell that? yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in uh, in Brooklyn. Okay, I grew up in Brooklyn, Bridgeport, Connecticut. So uh, I've been on my own since I was fourteen. I had a whole lot of like adversity, but I love it because that's what makes me appreciate life where I am now. Yeah. So that's where the smiles are coming from. Uh, These smiles were were not there like the the first half of my life. What when was that switch? When, oh man, when I realized I was uh I was chasing my dream and I, you know, if you're chasing your dream, you have if you're one of those people lucky enough to follow what what's in your heart, yeah. you already won. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So it it's like, hey, you know, that that whole, you know, the journey thing. Yeah, it's true. It, it, it's it's really about that. So you know, I, when I when I knew I already won because I'm doing what I want to do, it didn't matter if it happened for me or not. Mm. I was I was following. You know, I basically had my hand on steering wheel of my life. You know. Yeah. So you know, that's when everything changed because I mean, like I say, it was a gift. I, what's his uh, name? Uh, Roberto Benigni said he did that Life Is Beautiful movie mm-hmm. a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I'm old, but <laughs> he said he had the gift of poverty. Mm. And I really think of it as a gift because, I mean, where I had to come from, oh, my goodness, man. I, I remember when I had problems. And so now, I mean, my kids still can attest that they've never even seen me angry. Because Really? Really, because it's wow. like, what do I have to be angry about? If I'm, if I'm complaining about my problems now, I should be slapped. Damn. You understand? Because yeah. I remember had, yeah. having serious uh, problems. What I've were some in, of those problems? I've probably been in 12 shootouts. Oh my god. I've been I've been I mean, I had a life what, where one is one is a, a lot. But but 12? But that's when it I didn't even think it was unusual back then. Oh my then. god. To to have gotten shot. That was like Well, you've been shot. And what? Yeah. 
<laughs> Where? Where did you get shot? Well, in, in Brooklyn. No, I'm kidding. But, um, but in, in the arm and in the hip. Jesus. But, it's, uh, but you know, it, it's like I'm saying, like, you know, I came from a place where, I mean, life was really hard. And, I um, mean, if you, if you carry that ethic, you know, you, you know th- these, the character um, developing yeah. hard times in your life, this makes you if, you, if you know where to put them, it just, it, they're such, they're, they're so valuable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I checked into you, you know oh, what I mean? I guess, <laughs> but, oh, I mean, fuck. man, the, the man you, you're becoming, and oh. it, it's like you wouldn't have that yeah. if you didn't make the missteps. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some people who never learn from it, and they, they never evolve, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. you know, what a blessing that you have a misstep so you can evolve from it and become better. Very true. Because now you're tested. Very true. You, you, know? you just posted this on your Twitter, actually, which I think relates to this. Mm-hmm. What is defeat? Nothing but education, nothing but the first step to, to something better. Absolutely. Um, so I, I was just going to say, so uh, when you were going through, when, when you were in your impoverished times where life may have not been um, so easy, mm-hmm. How did you find the strength within you to get out of that or have the drive to get out of that? Because now you're absolutely right. Like, I, I feel the same way. I don't have much to complain about. You mm-hmm. use the analogy of hand, life on hand on the steering wheel of life. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like to say, like, I feel like I've always like, sort of puppeteered my life. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to look back and say right now, like, I don't have much to complain about. But back in the day, did you find yourself complaining uh, why me? Why me? Why me? Or what was your mentality during well, that time? Well, I mean, l- largely, see, I didn't know it was that unusual. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, until like later. Sometimes like there would be times where um, I remember, you know, being out here chasing the Hollywood thing and uh, a- an old girlfriend went back east with me and we, you know, palled around with some of my f- my old friends. Yeah. And she thought like, oh, you guys are pulling my leg. That didn't really happen. And it was like, no, it, it did. This is like, you know, Damn. word for word. We would have these these stories, but that was just like, I mean, it was a, I remember one time there was a, you know, I'll make it short, but it was like, I was um, hanging around a lot of hood type mm. cats and, you know, and I had a lot of fire in me, I had a lot of anger. And this, this is one of the things that um, I want to point out. A lot of the most violent folks I ever grew up or the, or the most violent people you know, they basically, they're, they're, they're protecting themselves from their sensitive nature, basically. Mm. It's what you do is if you, if you feel a great deal about, uh, you know, if you're an emotional person and you're growing up in a harsh reality, yep. what you do is you protect yourself. You be, you, it's just like armor. You create armor. And so that rah-rah, this, you know, this, you know, fighting, the lifting weights, all of the, the hardening myself became the armor because deep down, I was a sensitive person who loved the hell out of things. You know, and my, my brother, who was an engineer, was completely the opposite. Just everything rolled off his back, but everything affected me. Huh, huh. You know, just like I later played Mike Tyson, who was a, very much like me. And you think about somebody like Mike Tyson. He's like one of the most brut- brutal people you ever want to see. But he's the first guy to go to tears in an interview. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people grew up. Thinking, you know, and taking a moniker of, you know, I, I'm a warrior, I'm a killer, I'm this and that. But deep down, they feel so strong. They this misplaced love. Uh, that's why you see gangsters like die for their street, yeah, die for their hood, die mm-hmm. for their homeboy. 
that that little thing because they have so much love that they don't know what to do with it. And so that is that's the that's the nature of somebody sensitive. That's why a lot of these violent people like myself were artists deep down, you know, but you find yeah. out who you really are. And so, you know, when I, I learned you know, this is who I am hmm. uh, later before I was an actor. I was a I was a school teacher and I was I started teaching oh, kids who were a lot a lot like me. So I've been on my own since I was fourteen. So the, the so I I experienced a whole lot of you know, <laughs> it's crazy when I look back at yeah, it. For sure. stuff that you see on movies. Luckily, I can dip into that to you know to recreate for yeah. my my art. But yeah, I mean, I just started to I realized just seeing some of the right images at the right time that there was another way. Mm. There was another way. There was another, you know, I saw this black family moving into this house. It was an attractive couple one time. I was, com- I was leaving a gang fight. I was on my, bi- I was on my bike. And, this is in Brooklyn. Uh, well, this is in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which was worse than Brooklyn. Okay. okay. Um, we got in a fight. I was about 15. Uh, cops came. I was on a bike dodging, trying to get out of there. I found myself in a neighborhood I'd never seen. I didn't even know it was around. It was these beautiful houses, like, built around a lake, you know, right? In Bridgeport, Connecticut. Uh, it was actually called Lakeview. Uh, and I saw this young black couple moving into this house. And I was, I was like, perplexed. From that moment on, really? I wanted to be just like those people. I realized at that moment that that's why I'm so angry. I, I haven't seen this image. Mm-hmm. And from that moment on, I wanted to be like them. But the day before that, I wanted to be like this dude named Brett who had machine guns in his car and had all the respect in the hood. So you didn't have the family dynamic to look up to or how, what was your family dynamic like? Well, you know, it was a single family, you know, single mom, you know, it's like very, very common uh, where I was from. Actually, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, people learn how to, blame their their family yeah and their their fathers and whatever that's bullshit mm. you know i i like to say you know i, I had a pre you know pre-existing condition because i was not, nothing like my brother right this was who i am i could blame my father and everybody's gonna agree with me nobody's gonna tell me i'm wrong yep but that's what we learn how to like scapegoat we learn how to blame things that other people are going to, you know, going to respect and say, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But, you know, the fact is I was the way I am, you know, I was, you know, I acted out, you know, my mom was, you know, she was, you know, wasn't Ozzie and Harriet, but like, you know, I, I, I learned that, Hey, it, it's, 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 it's a me thing. Uh, eventually saw the right, like I said, saw the right images at the right time. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, wait a minute. That's why I'm so angry. This is what I want to become. Mm. And so, I mean, what? you know, I'm, I'm like one of the most luckiest people on the planet because those, you know, I, those images came along right at the right time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a, an extreme timing thing. I, mm. I want to I ask um, that, that facade of armor that you were talking about, is that bad? Is that a bad thing to have, or, or is there like a, a message maybe you're trying to spread to not do that, or did was no, no, that necessary? It's like I, I want people to understand themselves. Okay, just like when I when when I was teaching school, when I was teaching EMD, emotionally disturbed children, very much like me, um, a lot of them didn't understand their own nature. Like mm-hmm. I didn't understand mine. So yeah, uh, I, I I 
loved to fight at the time. It was my, you know, it was my, um, I just had to have that outlet. Interesting. Did you know how, like, were you taking martial art classes? Oh, yeah, but okay. I didn't take it for the great reasons. I took it because I wanted, wanted to get in, in trouble fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fighting. You so, and I fought, you know, I used to fight grown men, like, you know, it's 14, 15. I, I, I stopped growing at Damn. 13. I was this height. No, you're lying. No joke. Oh, I was shit. I was this height. And I had a deep that, voice too. That's so. terrifying. Holy yeah, shit. so it was like I got away with a whole lot. Like yeah. I was dating grown women when I was like 14 years old. No, I know. 14 I know. And 15. I know how that works. Yeah. Not personally. That, I know a guy. I know a friend, <laughs> oh, friend of mine. Okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my favorite quotes is it's better to be a warrior in a garden, garden than a gar gardener Gunner. during a war. Yes, exactly. And that's what your story kind of reminds me of. You mm. you seem to have translated that warrior into being able to to operate and function in a garden. Yeah, it's like it's like hey, um, that that edge that's that's it's like a fire, you know. And fire could cook the food or it could burn the house down. Mm -hmm. You just got to know what to do with it, yeah. right? But I think I think you're blessed to have that fire. Uh, you you're blessed to have that passion. But like in an a, arena in a in an environment where that humility and that that feeling is deemed a weak quality. Yeah. It does a number on the psyche it, because, you know, I mean, I could fight anybody tooth and nail and then go to tears because there's a there's a, an abandoned dog somewhere. You know what I mean? I'm feeding squirrels and I'm supposed to be <laughs> I'm supposed <laughs> to be this hard ass dude. But like I'm like, what the hell is going yeah. on? You know, yeah. it's, but it's it, like I say, it's part of the same human being. That's who I was. I'm I'm the art, you know, I'm I've been this artist all my life. Till you know, I, when I found out, really, this is what I'm supposed to do, mm. you know, then everything changed. You know, I I, I found basically, you know, it's like what is they say, you know, we throw in all these uh sayings where Mark Twain says is um two most important days is the day you were born and the day you find out why. Oh. That's yeah. fucking awesome. But now, man. yeah, but to find out why, man, and you know what you're supposed to be doing. Man, well, there's a lot else? of people yeah. that better than that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that really struggle with that. And mm -hmm. not only do they struggle, they beat themselves up because they don't know why they're alive. So right. how especially, can I was gonna say, especially today, like with oh, social yeah. media and everything, like yeah. I, I think that's why uh I'm exaggerating here, everyone's depressed, is because they they are un sure of their purpose or don't feel fulfilled because they have not found it yet and, and they see a lot of it's comparison you know because yeah, well, yeah, i mean a lot of people social media is like toxic for that yeah yeah it's it's people it's hard to develop now you, you're you're you got to get around your own influences and sometimes it's it's like uh even your own peer group and, and when you're doing you know when you're doing what you're supposed to just like in the hood i'm supposed to be a gangster that's supposed that's represent good in if you're coming from the hood, right? Yeah. Um, well, you questioning or you being uh, depressed is commonplace. So that is a choice now. That's one of the things is when you're under angst and you're 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 very impressionable. That's one of the boxes you check. Are you depressed? Yeah, I'm depressed. There's it's it's it, now people have become so sophisticated. Sometimes all of that knowledge can kind of hinder your growth, mm -hmm. but yeah. it's, it, you know, all, you know, all around it's, it's, um, it's go, it, it's going to be an evolution, but 
yeah, your your age group has a lot of uh, distractions. Well, I've I've talked about this before. This is like kind of a touchy subject, but like especially with like depression and and um, any sort of mental disorder, uh, it's it's tough now because people who maybe feel like sad for a couple of days in a row because you know they're in high school and they broke up with their their partner mm-hmm. are now depressed because they see right. it on social media because you do have very courageous uh, celebrity social media stars opening up mm-hmm. about true, like, by the way, clinical depression. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I think it's the, I think it's the go-to. And I, I think hopefully we can grow out of that and people can adopt the mindset that you had where it's like, you can choose to live in what you've been bred to believe and think, oh, absolutely. or you can say like, okay, like my dad may have not, not, may not have been there for me, but I'm not going to blame everything on him because mm-hmm. now it's time to take life into my own hands. Yeah. Because when you, when you have, um, the, the you know, your peer group, yep. you tend to agree with it. You, you say, you, you talk about the low hanging fruit and the things that will gain acceptance in a, in a crowded room. Uh, people have to have the courage to be that voice of dissension in the room. You got to really, you know, find out who you are. And uh, the earlier you do that and the more, um, that's why I love when you're, you know, you're doing things where you're, you know, the greatest thing, man, you're so honest. Mm. And, and if people follow you and they, they like you, they, I hope they grasp what it, what is special about you is that honesty. Thanks man. And to be that honest with themselves, because it's like I say, it's really difficult now. Like, like, okay, say my my father was a uh, ladies' man, right? Uh, and if I was a ladies' man and I told everybody, yeah, I'm a ladies' man, but like my father was, oh, that's acceptable. Now, if I, you know, I said, well, I, I'm a one-woman man because my father was a ladies' man, that would be acceptable as well, right? Mm-hmm. So just that assessing, you know, assigning blame is just... It, you know, we, we become black belts in that, yeah. you know, people yeah. just do it. It's, it's just, I just want to encourage people not to go for the low hanging fruit, not to go for that easy thing and just, okay. Because a lot of times once you assess the blame, you feel like all the work is done. Yeah. It's not done. Go further. Think about it. It's, it's a great, you know, be part of the palette, but continue. Just think about, okay, what am I doing? You know, what, uh, how, how much, blame do I deserve or how, how, you know, complicit am I in it? And your friends be that for them as well. Cause I mean, Hey man, your, your friendships are some of the most important relationships you'll ever have. So, you know, you know, put that time in, you know, don't, don't let your friend, you know, just uh, appease himself by the low hanging fruit. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you, you've done, you had a whole extensive Hollywood career and I'm, Mm -hmm. and I'm curious to see how you got into that, but this was a big one for you. Spawn. Spawn, this 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 was big, dude. This was huge, and um, I want to talk a little bit about this and how this came about. And at what point in your career was this was this a turning point for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, before that, it was I did a movie, uh, the Mike Tyson story. Yes, okay. So that's that's really kind of which actually put me put me you know picture this here too. I think on uh, yeah, you played Mike Tyson, and you met yeah. you you met and like kind of adopted Tyson's character, correct? Like, yeah, yeah. He was in prison when I was doing the movie, oh, but, but I had a few you know, phone conversations with him while he was, while he was uh, in. Is that, is that the, cause uh, when we talked to Jordan Belfort, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, uh-huh. 
he had spent an extensive amount of time with Leo. Was it? Did you get that privilege? Like, did you ever no, go to prison no, no. and <laughs> no. like hang out with Tyson? No, because when, in all honesty, you know, what's Mike Tyson going to tell me? He's going to tell me how you know he's going to he's going to gloss over things in a certain way. You you know, I mean, it's not like I mean, hey, Tyson's you know he's you know I, I felt like I I understood him because a lot of a lot about me was similar. Yeah. You know, yeah, uh, that rage thing. I mean, I was really playing myself. Uh, you know, <laughs> it was uh, so many pictures here of you, Jazz Tyson. Bro. Right, right. So you're but, playing. I mean, that's but that's acting in general, right? You bring yourself to the character that you're playing. Yeah, and you, well, you know, you you find out what characteristics that you have that's yeah. like him, and it's it's astonishing the similarities that we had because I was a karate champion early on, and um. And when you were a kid and you were given this power, this the power of a pugilist is it it it, it overrides ce- any other celebrity part you know, pro- power. Yeah. Because like if you had a <laughs> a room full of dignitaries, you know, political, you got Obama, you got uh, you know, De Niro and all this stuff, and then Tyson walks in the room, everybody's looking at him. Yeah. Okay, because there's in a male dominated society, this this worship a pugilist like kind of reign supreme uh and that's a twisted thing to give to a youngster you know and so when i'm doing martial arts and a lot of times with martial arts people's imaginations get carried away and they go you know it's like it's kind of like a man thing that it's like in a crowded room and somebody goes that guy's the most dangerous person in Uh, the room uh. everybody goes yeah you know it's (laughs) this weird thing and it's like luckily i went through my asshole phase early like, I remember times where I'd be in a room and people didn't know I won this championship or not. And I'd segue, like, quite bullshittish into, like, you know, <laughs> oh, this. you know, speaking of uh, collard greens, uh, when I won the championship, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's the best like, transition. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> I do this all the time. And, and, I, and I, like, the, and I've heard myself these, these asshole segues because I was used to this uh, attention. You know, like I say, these missteps make you kind of go, oh, shit, I'm a, I am an asshole right now. <laughs> and you kind of go. Wait, no one told you? No. I mean, it just I heard myself. People tell me that sometimes. <laughs> well, sometimes it's, 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 a, it's I, a benefit. No, it's if true, somebody has the. True. If they're going to be honest enough to tell you that. Well, I, also, also like. Are you in the asshole phase, bro? <laughs> me? No, I, I pass my. I, yeah, I but gonna, also like, fuck, bro. I'm a, like, I'm a nice guy. But when I got to be an asshole. I'm going to be an asshole. <laughs> what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I think the asshole phase uh, is, like you said, it's over. I think it comes out if if someone really messes up. Like, like, like bro, you'd have I, to I've me- messed up a couple times, but you weren't really an asshole even. You have, you'd have to extensively mess up. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I think it's, like, I think Mike is think probably the done. only one who probably gets that. You can really push far. my buttons, that guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you're, you're, real, you're a real sensitive cat, man. It's like, it's like you beat yourself up. Me? Yeah, you, you beat, I don't know you beat yourself up. But that, that, no, that, I'm not. That, 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 that's cool. That's cool. Not break into you know, him. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, 
it was a certain point where you know people will kind of get you for your sensitivity and and how, how do you see that with logan what what in particular well you have a, uh, you, have a you. you have a daughter right oh he's I trying three to transition that. you have three daughters yeah. oh no i'm just i'm wondering because like how would he know other than like maybe his daughters watch like oh. jake or i All right, respect am I, is that is that true or am i being exaggerated here i don't know like, i feel like you uh, can just read energy man he's a black belt he could kill you right now i think <laughs> no, he knows know, everything know. about you <laughs> listen is that true like how would have you seen any of my stuff or? yeah oh yeah. shit yeah. No, my, no. My, my daughters um know you there you go yeah and, there it you is. Know, yeah. one was just talking to me about uh you know well she's waited on you and there's a grocery store that she works at and uh one day you came in there and oh, bought no. a, uh all the peanut butter and jelly do you remember <laughs> oh, that shit. <laughs> Was she working? That was there? recent. Yeah, yeah. Did I, yeah. Say, I said hi. Yeah, yeah. You were cool. Yeah, she, Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, she, did she check us out? Yes. Like I remember that. I remember she that. She checked you out. Right. Uh, she checked you out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course she not. Like admire how check we us out. Checked she you checked out. us. It wasn't an yeah. appearance thing, obviously. <laughs> Michael J. White. I would never disrespect you or your family, or especially not your no, daughters. That's, not that's what I'm saying. That's oversensitivity. <laughs> no, nope. like no, you know, come on, man. It, it, hey, you got any sons? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool. Maybe yeah. we can throw a football, man. Sometimes, <laughs> bro. Fuck, I'm, I'm sweating, up, bro. No, yeah, listen. Hey, when your daughters come home with like a boy. Mm -hmm. Has it happened yet? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, but you know, I hate to you know be all mean on the. I See, mean, you don't have to be. You don't mean, have you to just, be mean. Do you just have to speak? <laughs> well, she comes. You sound like you sound I like the old, old spice guy, but just like could kill you. <laughs> I really don't have to because I mean she's kind of tough anyway, uh. and she she basically comes home with guys that she has on a leash. Oh, oh like I need she's, a girl she's, like that. She's no joke. She's Respect. like, but are they at yeah, least because of you? There, you do this, and no, no, it's because of her. Okay. She's <laughs> like, my daughters, nah, man, they, they're no joke. Have you ever had to, I don't know, dig into a guy who's disrespected your daughter? Like, no, okay. haven't had to. I think they're they're kind of well trained. Yeah, they got good eye. Yeah, yeah. flex yeah. the yeah. non asshole dudes. Yeah, I got, I got a ten year old that's just gonna destroy people. Oh, oh, yeah, a son? No, the, a daughter. A, a daughter. She, yeah, she, ah, she, ah, she's like feisty like that? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. She's uh, she's testing for a black belt soon, too. Damn, yeah, she's, damn. She's hey, got that, a left hook on her. Oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. I do, too. Yeah. You guys, my boxing <laughs> coach. Which, by the way, mm. shout out Milton for making this happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my boxing coach. He's the, mm. You're the second guest he's brought on. I'm not really sure how you're doing it, Milt. Puerto Rican, he says. <laughs> he says that about everything. He really does, huh? Yeah, so he eats pe peanut butter and jelly. We ask why. He says, I'm Puerto Rican. But, oh, and by the way, the uh, the peanut butter and jelly we we put all over my body, and I went to a dog park, and this, the dogs yeah. the dogs licked me. Story for another day. Cops, that, cops, that, cops were called. called. For real? That, that really happened? That happened. Yeah. Okay. That happened. Can you imagine the cops roll up, and I'm like literally fully, I have peanut butter all over my body. That. You don't have I'm to, trying, yeah. but it was weird. Mm. I said, I told the cops, I'm like, this is not my proudest moment. I, like, I definitely hate myself, but please, like, I'm sorry for wasting your time. Um, anyways, mm. anyways, mm. Uh, you are a black belt in eight martial arts. Yeah. Uh, what what are those exactly? Uh, I got to take a deep breath on this one. Uh, it's uh, Kyokushin, Shotokan, Taekwondo, Tang Sudo, uh, Goju, Shokuru. Um, uh, did, did I say uh, Kobudo? I, I don't know, I don't, man. I, I, just, I, I just, <laughs> yeah, it's all, it's just, this is all sounds like a damn menu. Well, but, I mean, well, I mean that's, that's a lot, man. So, like, mm -hmm. how, how do you decide what, like, how many disciplines can you learn before it's too many? Or have you ever mastered one, to, you know, to the fourth, fifth degree black belt type? 
Well, yeah. Well, for me, it's like I always tried to pick things that were very different. Like uh-huh. I do um, wushu. I done. Oh yeah, Isn't wushu that, is uh... like very flowery, very like. Um, it's hard. It's the hardest one to learn. Okay. Just like ballet is harder than karate, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, at my size, doing all this splitty, you know, extension yeah, ballet is fucking hard. It's hard. Yeah. So to be able, for for me for my size to do wushu means everything else is easy. Huh. So there's a there's a benefit with every martial arts. If you're doing jujitsu, well, I actually started with jujitsu, but. There's a benefit to each one. I mean, but I look at it like in life. I never look at anything from one perspective. You know, you just, you get, you got this, now go do this. And, um, you know, and it, it's, it's keeping you humble, you yeah. know, because, you know, you got, you put on a black belt over here, you put on a white belt over here. Now you got to be humble again. Yep. You got to, you got to learn. So, you know, and, just, and, and the great, greatest thing about martial arts is overcoming obstacles. That's what it's all about in, in life. So if I train myself to overcome obstacles, then, you know, I'm training that from the inside. You know, the musculature, the, the, the you know, the effectiveness, the, the dangerous stuff is as a result of what I'm doing from the inside. Mm. You know, a lot of people look at, oh, you kick ass. Well, it's, it's more so um, the intention, my inclination or my mindset to go through you is much more dangerous than the techniques themselves. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's about that, that work ethic that it trains. So if I have to get a third job to feed my family, it's about my discipline. You know, so that's the, that's the benefit of martial arts. It's not just the, you know, I'm, I can kick people in the head. Yeah. It's about, you know, it should be tantamount to like the Navy SEALs. We were just talking about this yesterday about discipline. Like, how do you, is there a correct way to transition that into your kids? Like, we were trying to figure out if it's okay to spank your kids. Or like, oh, yeah. You know? Like, yeah, like, well, how, is martial arts or putting them through those kind of things a better route? I love it. I, I think it's great because it's individual. It's not like a team effort, right? You know, you you, you get success in the basketball team is because of the effort of the team. Yeah. But, like, say, track and martial arts. That's because, hey, you know, uh, one day you can't you can't touch your toes, and next, you know, years later you're split, and you're you're doing the splits and yeah. all that. Yeah. But that's the that's I've the first there. time I saw you. That's the, that's the splits. Where, yeah, I was like, you mean the split guy? Uh, yeah. You know? <laughs> and so so um so yeah uh yeah so it, it's it's about that whole just like the belt levels. Mm. You're overcoming things, and uh, even though of course it's the distraction is like you're a badass, but it's about really what you're putting into it. Did yeah. you did you do boxing? Because I'm curious why you chose uh, like martial arts instead of boxing. When I was younger, I did box. Okay, okay, you did. For I was long? doing a lot of that at the same time. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, you. a lot at the same time. And, and you know, like I said, I'm I'm one of the luckiest people on the planet because I I trained with like some of the best boxers in the world. Gotcha. Yeah, best trainers, you know, Freddie Roach, uh, Joe oh, Goosen, um, uh, Tommy Hearns. You know, uh, my best friend is a, you know, a guy named Frankie Lyles. He was super middleweight champion, WBA super middleweight wow. champion for like five years straight. So, and I did all of his his boxing camp. So I was like really infused in boxing, and that's how I got to know Mike Tyson because uh, he he was a stable mate of Mike Tyson. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So why didn't you pursue a career in combat sports? Because I mean, like you're mm-hmm. a big fucking dude, man. Like if you were thrown in the UFC, mm-hmm. <laughs> how do you think you would? do very well really very well because like you're not 
out here with a facade of of fighting knowledge. You've been doing it your whole life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the only the only thing that uh, would be uh, the unknown with me, UFC wise, is a, a bit of um, wrestling. No, no. I wrestled in college. Oh, uh, you know, right. But but uh, is it's how well my chin would hold. I mean, ah. I, I've 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 been you know I'm you know I'm, I've always been pretty good. Uh, with um, taking shots and you know, but um, I I I basically I was I was a very gifted fighter. Gotcha. And but it never was. I mean, I always like to test myself. If there was somebody who won a championship somewhere, I would fly to train with that person. To this day, I go to train with every great fighter that I possibly can. Wow. And you know, like I say, I'm I'm very lucky. Like all the. I've trained with like probably some of the best people, like you know, uh, it's guy named Bill Wallace, who was one of my instructors. Mm. I've trained with him since I was seventeen. He was the best kicker ever. Um, and Benny Urquidez. Yeah, your kicks are uh, fucking insane, bro. Yeah, thanks. It, it, look, I have this clip here. This is you fighting Kimbo. This is this is literally one of my favorite fight scenes of all time. Oh, thanks. Please don't copyright me. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> Double kick right here. What the fuck? Oh my god. <laughs> Damn. Yo, oh that's fucking crazy. But you know, but you know like, I, like I said, I'm I'm I've, I've trained with some some great folks, and there's one moment in there that I gotta give thanks to Billy Blanks of all people. Okay. Right? Billy Blanks, he's, you know, uh, you, you know who he is, right? Billy the Tybo guy? Tybo guy. You don't know? Oh, wow. Hold on, I have, I have Google. Oh, no, hold I'm on. Old. Billy Blanks, I have Google. I'm a, I'm a millennial. Yeah. Billy, this guy? Yeah, you know, the Tybo. The American whole, guru. Yeah. So, well, we used to we used to have sparring uh, on on Saturdays. Right? Oh, yeah. And, he, okay. you know, and so, so Billy was a point system fighter. Okay. And so I would go and train point system with him, right? And one, you know, you know, it's kind of like a game of tag, almost like, you know, fencing. Mm. And so he was like the world champion in that. And so I would always like, I don't care who, if you're a great wrestler, I'm going to go at you with wrestling. And gotcha. you, like, so with Billy, we would do this game of tag thing, right? And one time, uh, you know, because it's like kind of you're trying to outspeed each other. Yep. One time my feet came together and I was trying to see if I can get away from his lead punch. And he, he, he faked it and he swept me. Right, my my legs oh, <laughs> go up in the air, oh. but while I'm in the air, he backfists me before I landed. That's right? fucking awesome. And I, you know, I I cheered it. It was so cool, right? That I put it in that fight scene. It was this one, really? Yeah, yeah. Was well, this is this one right here, right? Yeah. What? Well, <laughs> wait. Oh, was, this one, right? We're coming up right here. This, boop, bam. <laughs> but I mean, Billy didn't do that. I kind of added some stuff. I, yeah, I yeah. did a spinning sweep, but because of Billy, you know, swept my feet out and then you know did a back fist before I landed. You know, it's like you know, I I loved it. You know, and it's it's like you know, you're learning things. Yeah. Like so I mean, I've over years like you know I'm trying to been trying to you know get to train with like John Jones and people like that. It's yeah. like I I love this stuff and I don't mind if I got you know, bested or it's not about the ego. It's yeah. about the experience. Have you, have you trained with John? Not yet. I, gotcha. I actually went, you know, would go down to, I was going down to 
Jackson Winkle, John, and every day that say, you know, he's going to come this day or whatever. And we were talking in between each other. And it's, I don't know, he just never showed up. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that dude, I I think he's the best fighter to he ever is. enter the UFC. He is. And he's gotten better. Yeah. He's actually gotten better. He, he, he does like, he, I really have broken him, him, his style down a lot of time. And I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, uh, patting myself on the back or anything. But a lot of people first, when they first saw him, they thought we trained together mm. because we have this unusual type of movement. Um, that's why I always wanted to spar with this guy. He he has a kind of an untelegraphed type of, of moving. Gotcha. And, you know, there's kind of a style I look at as I consider it cheating, you know, <laughs> in a certain way. You're you're direct to the point. Yeah. And he has and he re he realigns himself in in movement. He and Conor McGregor, there's few people who know how to align themselves during movement. And I, I you know, I think, you know, I always wanted to know, does he realize he's doing that? Uh, or did he train uh, on it? Uh, I think he's just a natural athlete. Well, I mean, he he is. You know, his brothers are all yeah. insane, right? But yeah, he's like in doing, the NFL. Yeah, one of them, it, I think. But two he's of them are. doing things that I'm like not sure if he. I mean, the, you know, there's there's stuff that I'm you know I'm a I'm a martial art nerd. And, but you're probably super like technical about everything, right? Like oh, you're, yeah. you're you're studying yeah. it like a like a test. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then there's certain footwork things that I I kind of wonder if he's on top of like. Uh, I've got, you know, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to. Hey, John, John, we know he watches this podcast. Yo, John, can you give Michael J. White a chance, please? We know you're watching. Like and subscribe. That would be fun. That would be so much fun. So uh, why didn't you pursue a career in combat sports? It's not worth it. It's just, I'm ah! sorry, bro. It's just not worth it. I'm there right now. No, dude. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, I feel like I have a, a, a kinship with, um, with Joe Rogan to some degree. We're both martial art nerds. Joe, I've seen Joe. <laughs> tap like like champions yeah he's and a, he's a beast right Have you yeah, seen him kick? yeah yeah of course yeah definitely uh but it's it's like when when you are you know you know who you are and it's and you know it doesn't it doesn't um require your full attention yeah but you stay around it because you love it yeah and it's and it's about I mean, I get a chance to train with like you know Rampage and and Josh, you know Josh Barnett and all these people anyway, and train with them at their facilities. Yeah, and you know with Michael Bisbing, people like that. I'm sparring with, my, you know, like these guys are like the best. So, you know, I get a chance to do that anyway. Yeah. Well, so why would I, why would I do it um, on on camera and devote my life to it? And at such a lower pay rate, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. it's. Well, so, it's. I mean, it's nowhere. fucking. It's dangerous, dude. Like I like yeah. when I was in high school and I was wrestling. I was also doing mixed martial arts, and mm. um, I wanted to be a a UFC fighter. I mm. wanted to join the UFC, and then I got a little older and a little smarter and like mm. a little more talented. And then I was like, not only is it like the Hollywood creative stuff more fun, but I mean, like fighting. It's dangerous. It's, it's very, it is dangerous, it's very man. dangerous. And I'm sorry, you don't want to. I don't know one former UFC champion whose position I want to trade myself. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I I happen to you know I, I see the you know warts and all, and what happens to fighters. I know so many fighters mm -hmm. that were at the top and you know making millions and yeah. all that type of stuff, 
and you don't want to see where they are now. Right. That's not the life that a lot of people, I mean, you know, it's, yeah. and sometimes it's, you know, I, I know if I was younger, I would have went that route, but I know what my capabilities gotcha. are. I'm, I'm, I'm directing, producing. I have my own, you know, studio. Yeah. I'm doing a lot of things that I couldn't have possibly done had I gone that route. Yeah. And, Sold and, your brain. Yeah. And then yeah, like yeah. you look at Joe Rogan, right? He he's gonna mean more to the world of martial arts doing what he's doing than he ever could have as a fighter. Right. Yeah. And myself as well. So do you think because I have very limited knowledge on this, so I mm. I know from the Shaolin Temple and Shaolin Kung Fu that was brought to Shaolin monks not to promote fighting, but for protection, right? Yeah. Well, so, no, no, no. It, it, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to yeah. make some people angry on this one, but it's just the truth. Okay, here we go. Um, the Shaolin Temple thing. Okay, just, just the truth. You, you, can, you can research this. Well, I mean, a guy named Don Mo brought Kung Fu and Buddhism to China. Uh, and... From, you know, from India to, to China, basically, is a you know, guy about my complexion. And uh, with the Shaolin Temple. So it wasn't Buddha? No, 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 no. It, no, no. I'm okay. sorry. No. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm just. <laughs> you, you, I mean, did you think there was a, a fat dude that came over? Well, I knew he wasn't fat. Yeah. I knew okay. that was. That was well, misconstrued. Well, yeah, yeah. So no, no. It, it's um, it's it's our Bodhidharma or Damo is 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 the guy's okay. name who brought he brought um, kung fu and you know and uh, Buddhism to to China, and uh, you know there's there's statues and all that type of stuff of him. You know he's got nappy hair and he's is got, this him <laughs> or is this the Google well, the wrong image? That's one. That, that most of the real depictions are you know he's the Bodhidharma. Yeah, okay, Bodhidharma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. But anyway, um, how, how it goes back with the whole Shaolin Temple thing, um, you know, we, we in this country had Westerns back in 60s and, you know, 70s and all that, uh, even in the 50s. Um, we had Western movies. And then you know, Japan had, had uh, the samurai movies. You know, a lot of them were the same kind of movie. But now when China got into the fray, they they fictionalized this whole thing about the Shaolin temple. And of course, then that this, and when you see all those Shaolin movies, it's like that's 400 years ago mm. because it was burned down. The temple was burned down back then. Yeah. That's why you, you always see cowboy movies and the advent of cars and guns and all that type of stuff in samurai movies as well. But you never see a Shaolin monk in a car, you know, because they were decimated way back then. Right. So they chose to to make movies about these kind of fictitious uh, monks that were, you know, kind of magical. They could have you know chosen the Tibetan monks, and it would have been very similar. Uh, it's not like they were this amazingly fearsome um, force. It was about the movies. When you saw the movies, it made them as unstoppable as Wyatt Earp. You know, yeah. But um, in in actuality, you have pe people to this day going and training, you know, in Shaolin Temple. But the current Shaolin Temple was was erected in the eighties, like yeah. eighty five. Yeah, the government came Whoa, in. Oh, really? Owns the yes. Now. Oh yes. no. And they and they oh, no. and they paid 
they paid farmers to walk around looking like Shaolin monks for tourism. Oh, no. Because they opened China back up, right? So, you hate to see it. So, yeah, I'm sorry yeah. about this. But then, then later, then they had guys doing kung fu for tourism. And then later, they, the people, the Westerners come over there and basically are joining the Shaolin temple. Which, and they're getting not- taught and they're spending money and all this stuff. And then it's like... Uh, there are people who think that they're yeah. they have a lineage that, do, with the Shaolin Temple, and it's just like being a knight of the Round Table. Right. It doesn't hold any legitimacy. Is that yeah. J, is that Jay Shetty, dude? Like, should we tell Jay Shetty he's not a real Shaolin monk? I don't think he claims to be a Shaolin monk. Well, he was, he was a, monk, a monk, right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's. Are there any are there any specific phonies that you've seen that we should be like? Well, when you think about it, if I if a guy came in here and said I'm I'm from the Knight of the Round Table, I'm a Knight of the Round Table, what would you say? Is roughly the same exact period. I'd be like, show me some photos. Yeah. So when you <laughs> when people are, they're connected to the eighty three to eighty five, re, you know, um, reconstruction of a replica of the Shaolin Temple. Wow. So and it's, it's that's always, where it is because before then yeah. it was gone for three hundred years. Well, it's interesting how those things kind of happen, like the Library of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. How the Romans came in and burned the Library of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's like the Roman history that we've studied and we, you know, know so much more about. Mm-hmm. We just still don't even know how temp or how uh, pyramids were built. And mm-hmm. there's so many things we don't know. It's because these governments and these forces come in and rewrite history. Yeah, and movies are huge. Movies really, like, you know, people, ninja. And it's like, okay, you know, a ninja is really just somebody cloaking who they are, like a bandit. It's not like they're practicing a different art. You know, it, it's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So so it, it's uh, the Hollywood movie thing has really colored a lot of people's um, impression. For of sure. Them. But, you know. Do you I think mean, it glorifies fighting? Of course. Uh, of course. There's a there's a lot of it is, is glorified. And, and there's a lot. There's not really a lot of traditional true martial artists out there anymore because it's when it became a business, the business led. You know, it, like I say, it's, it should be tantamount to like uh, the armed forces. You know, there's going to be a lot more, you know, security guards than there are Navy SEALs because, you know, it's easier to be, become a security guard or, or beat cop or something. So it, it's um, how martial arts is. I, I would say the majority of people who have black belts or would not have black belts way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, back when I was younger, you you really had to be pretty darn tough. You you had to you've left like teeth on a floor somewhere. Wow. Your own and someone else's. There's there's usually that was the case. You had to it was you know, you was had tough. to cross the burning sands. You basically. gotta rip a limb off to get that black belt. Hon- honestly, I'd, I'd what what, what jujitsu is it. like now is what traditional karate was back in the day. Uh, you can't just, you, they don't give you, just hand you out a, a black belt in jujitsu. That, uh, that is in essence, the, uh, what martial arts is now. You got to snap limbs. Well, no, 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 no. It, you it. were, you were, it, there's nobody that gets, gets a black belt in jujitsu. That's not humble because you had to become humble. Mm. There's no attitudes in jujitsu like that. <laughs> I mean, because it 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 has to adhere to real martial arts principles. Yeah. So that's if you want to think about what martial arts used to be, 
Look at jujitsu. That's what it's like. It's, it takes people average like eight to 10 years to become a black belt. What do you think the most effective martial art is or a form of combat fighting? I'd have to ask you then in what, in what oh, circumstance, oh, you know, uh, on, on, because like, say if, if there's a, like, if you say if you want to compete, um, yeah. you know, you know, if you want to do it as a sport, then let's, certain- let's say you don't want to do it as a sport. Like uh-huh. you run up on, yeah, you, you run up on, you just want to kick some ass or you want to, you want to go, you want to, someone stole your wallet and now it's time to get payback. Someone uh, pushes your girlfriend. Now it's time to fuck them up. Well, I, I would have to say, um, if you could train MMA, if there's that, that's, you know, that's that's probably the best thing yeah. right off. But if it was just a traditional martial art, I'd go Thai boxing. Uh, uh well, what yeah, was, I, I would was, say Thai boxing a little bit before boxing and wrestling. What because what, what's the difference between Thai boxing and boxing? Because you you're kicking, you're oh, using okay, the sh- okay. you know shin, the hips, uh, elbows, you know strikes. It, a strike is going. to is gonna like be to the point, like you yeah. Know, it's, it's it was it's within a fraction of a second. It's not some kind of maneuver yeah. that you have to learn. Yeah. So you know that that's what I would say. I would say Thai boxing, then uh, Western boxing, then wrestling. What Got about it? Jeet Kune Do? No. From you don't think that's that, that makes any? <laughs> what is Jeet Kune Do? That's uh, yeah. I, it's um, Bruce Lee's. Yeah. Yeah. Intercepting you, I, the fist. I, well, how possible is, it just is not, that? Is how it, possible is that? Well, well, exactly. See, we just just think about that <laughs> the term intercepting fist, okay? When you want to test something, test it against itself, okay? Bruce Lee is fighting Bruce Lee. Whose fist is he going to intercept? His own? No. No. No, he won't. He can't. No, he can't. The first the first person who moves is going to I mean, Bruce Lee would not he's fast, but would he be able to intercept his own fist? But he can intercept somebody slower than him. That's uh, like gotcha. having a Mike Tyson style of boxing, which means I'll just hit you way harder than you hit me. You know what I mean? <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I mean? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. You know that what I mean? That was amazing. So, but, but, you know, so it's it's like that's not, you know, that's not a style to base anything yeah. on. You hit people harder. You know what I mean? It's, that's that's yeah. different. You can get away with things that other people can't. Bruce Lee's speed or whatever. And, you know, he, he's, he's the greatest martial artist who ever lived because, I mean, he... You know, he was always trying to pre- perfect himself. And, uh, you know, he wasn't a real fighter. He didn't test himself in the ring. Uh, that's why, you know, one of the things I, I make the distinction, because my heart goes out to real fighters, people who feed their family and they go through yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Even myself, anybody that does movies, we don't get a chance to say that. We don't get a chance to say, oh, we're better fighters or whatever. When there are people out there who are fighting, Mm. You know, and they're they're fighting and bleeding, and they're they're you know they have to go through stuff that that's harrowing. Yeah, you know, I yeah. even I even you know I even you know to be honest, question myself if I was not uh, particularly talented, which I you know I have a I, I I'm I was always like as fast as a lightweight, but at my, <laughs> like at, a heavyweight, but yeah, but you know I'm a heavyweight. Yeah, but I was faster than a lot of lightweights that's one of those things that, you know, I was just blessed with. Like, you know, Ali's blessed with that. And, you know, you think about Ali, he's the biggest dude in the ring. People forget about that. But had I not had this kind of um, advantage, uh, if, if, I don't know if I would be in it if people hit me the way I hit them. Yeah. So I don't know, you know, so that's the thing where I say, man, would I still be 
would I be in it like that if I didn't have this, un, you know, this somewhat uh, extra advantage, yeah, you yeah. know? And so and, I, Andy Ruiz, you, did you see the Andy Ruiz, uh, yes. Anthony Joshua fight? Yes. That dude's got some quick fucking hands. And when you say that, it pop. Because yeah. he's a heavyweight and he's moving like a super flyweight. Right, yeah, yeah. Hey, there's a lot of mu- big muscular guys don't move as well as, as you know, a fatter guy. It was so weird. You know? So, yeah. He, he probably wouldn't be doing it either if his hands weren't quick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He, you know, he's got he's got speed. He's got he's got really good impact power. He's like mm, the short distance. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and then you know, and I, I think he's a real fighter. This is uh, this is one of my favorite scenes that you've ever done, from uh, the Dark Knight. And I thought my Heath Ledger. Bad. Yeah. Give me one reason why I shouldn't have my boy here pull your head off. How about a magic trick? I don't know if we can show this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Disappear. Ah, not like that. <laughs> Ouch. Yo, what was it like working with Heath? Oh Les- man, Ledger? that dude was so freaking cool. Did man, he, we were doing did he break we, character. We no. I mean, I mean, he always broke character. You 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 uh, uncut. He was just. We were like doing magic tricks. Not, not that kind of magic trick, but <laughs> but but like we were like because I was I I was like I'm kind of a closet. A magician, you know. Oh, same, same. I, yeah, you know, I, when my girls are, you know, growing up, I basically would come home and have a whole bag of tricks for them, like sleight of hand and all that type yep. stuff. But Heath was, you know, was doing stuff like that as well. We would do all these games and clown around. And even when you, you know, kind of leave, try to leave him alone to his own peace. I mean, you know, he's the one that, you know, would spark the conversations yeah. and stuff. And so he was just real cool like that. He's just... And and one of the things I always talk about, like he, like when he was doing the thing about you know why so serious mm. with me, mm. he's asking me my opinion. Like he would try different voice modulations and stuff. And there's one that he did that was very much like Tom Waits, like like that kind of thing. And I was like, yeah, when you did that one, man, that made me feel you know feel a little like, yeah, what's up with this dude? Yeah, he's like, you think so? Yeah, and he you know he would do that one. Interesting. But so there was like never any signs that. That his health, his mental no, health was. He was. was remember, he, he he that happened when he was on another the next movie. It was another oh, movie. Okay. It wasn't this one. People just there's a yeah, there's, there's a, kind of a narrative because he's doing a dark character that that people want to think that he has something to do with that. No, no. And actually, he made a mistake that a lot of people make. You you know you you get you build up your tolerance for sleeping aids right, and then you get injured. You don't realize that that injury, uh, the medication for that injury is doubled what your sleeping aid is. You know, so that's a mistake that a lot of people will make. And I think he made that mistake. Uh, huh. I almost made that mistake one time because, you know, I mean, and I I basically take nothing. You know, I, I barely take aspirins. I've never... I've never drank. I've never, I've never been drunk or high in my life. Not, not a day Another in my life. Another one. Wow. Another one. That's crazy. Yeah. I, we've had like five people say that. Well, yeah, like, I just I, never did it. I just, I, and it never even called to me. I, so it, interesting. Mm-hmm. Why, I want to I talk about Heath more, but like, well, mm-hmm. why is that? Why is what? Why, why have you never uh, been drunk or, or high? Because it, I think I'm crazy inside and I wouldn't want to do the shit that came in my mind. Like when no, I was younger. There's no curiosity to try? No, or? no. I felt like so I saw, I've seen so many people just, they're not here anymore because they were impaired 
mm. in, in at at the wrong time. I like when I told you some stuff about you know my my past. I've seen a lot. Yeah, I, I've I've been close to um, man. There's so many things that I can draw from where I know people are not here today because they were uh, half a second too slow. Wow. And um and and I had that you know that mercurial that volatile thing in me that I felt like I'm I'm barely keeping it under control myself if I did something or drank something uh you know you know I think I wouldn't be around uh, but then you got people like I, Mike who's on a a yacht right now <laughs> living it up <laughs> we, we have somehow we, we have a co-host going. who's normally here he's, he's a bit of a, a wild card yeah he's yeah. a real firecracker <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, the, the, hey, bless him. I, I, I don't, I don't judge folks. I just know for me, it wasn't right for me. I, gotcha. And 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 you know what? I found out like a few years ago because uh, my wife and I were in um, uh, I forgot one of these vacation parts in yeah. Mexico, and um, and I tried to uh, I tasted one of those damn what margarita? Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that, is that yeah, the, yeah, yeah, margarita? Yeah, that's, a, that's a drink. Yeah, that's and, a thing. and instantly, like I probably took about three sips and my throat started to close up. Ooh. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, yeah, I have a, an allergy to it. And it's like, I think just, Oh, interesting. I sensed oh. that there were, you know, there's a reason why I don't do that. Why'd you, uh, why'd you take three sips? I'm curious about what about that day? Did you decide to, yeah, we were our last day of vacation and, you know, and, and I've tasted some alcohol yeah. things before. I've, I've never drank, I've never been drunk or anything. I've tasted some stuff to know that, I don't like this stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, just alcohol don't tastes like, like it. Alcohol is horrible. Yeah, it's, I, it's you know you have a real problem when you think it tastes good. Yeah, oh, when I hear pff. people say that, I'm yeah, like, I'm like, are you out of your? You're drinking gasoline. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm always, I'm always asking people like, what, <laughs> what, what's good about this? Like, yeah. what, what is it? I mean, I, hey, but you know, and a lot of people, you know, admit that is for the buzz. Now, for me, yeah, for blowing off steam, any kind of alteration in, you know, in my mind, like. I'm I freak out. Oh, probably because I had a little bit of an effect when I was 15 and I think I you know could have been killed. That's, that's probably like what, what, a, what do you mean you had an effect? Yeah, well, I was in a I was in a boy, I'm just going to I don't know if I should. But uh, <laughs> you got well, okay. kids, Michael. Okay. <laughs> but I, you are I, on impulsive. I was the number in, one podcast I was in, in anybody who knows this project housing called Father Panic Village. In Bridgeport, Connecticut, it was one of the most dangerous places you could be in the United States. It couldn't couldn't have they named it something better than Father, Father Panic, Panic Village? Village. I, honestly, that's the name of it. Wow. Cops would 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 respond an hour later to calls going there. Oh, yeah. Seriously, I'm in in this you know this house party in Father Panic Village, and I'm you know sipping on this um, punch, and I'm thinking it tastes nasty because I had this ice cream cake. Mm. Right, that I was eating on. I was like, it's bitter. Yep. Uh, and then I'm dancing, and you know, later on, and I this chandelier, this like fake ass chandelier, <laughs> I run into it, and then I think nothing about it, and I just snatch it out of the ceiling. Look and it's, out! It's dangling like a foot from the floor, and I just keep dancing. And so people are like, what are you doing? What the hell is it? And I'm like, yeah, man, the thing hit me in the head. I mean, I'm thinking this is absolutely rational. So, <laughs> you know, then they're like, oh, you drank too much of that punch. I'm like, the punch? What's wrong with the punch? And then somebody to my left, <laughs> up against the wall, goes, 
there's grain alcohol in that punch. Oh, no. I thought nothing of, I turned, punched him in the head. <laughs> his head hit the back, back wall. He's out. Because I didn't know what grain alcohol was. So why'd you punch him? Because I know it says alcohol in the bathroom, and it says harmful it's swallowed, and I don't know. So you punched the dude who told you what Yeah. Was <laughs> that means he knew, and he let me drink it. So okay, I just, okay. he had to get some. All right. So it's like, bop. And so then the next thing, I'm fighting with everybody in the house, oh, no. and I'm going backwards out the house, and people are swinging things at me. And everything was that else. was a clip we watched earlier? Was that the actual <laughs> live footage from what happened the well, day I, you drank punch? <laughs> Did you use but, the chandelier? No, no, the chandelier was still dangling, and I'm fighting people going out of the house. And I go outside, right? And this is this is the hood. This is I'm out front, and there's this you know, this rubble and glass and all this stuff. Now I'm outside, and I'm like holy shit, am I drunk? Am I drunk? And so I'm going through my own sobriety test and I'm like, okay, I'm, I can do this. I can, walk the, I can walk the line. And then I'm like, okay, let me start seeing if I can function and do, I was doing katas, which are like martial art movements and stuff. Just alone? And so, yeah, so I'm out there practicing katas. Now, meanwhile, and this was told to me later, that meanwhile, people are grabbing hammers and, and forks and oh knives, everything, trying to posse up to come get me. And then, they see me out of the window. Somebody goes, he's right there. And everybody just watched me from the window while I'm doing these katas. And they're like, fuck that. Yeah. Right? He's getting ready for us. Yeah, we out. M mind you, I'm just seeing if I can function because now I'm paranoid. I'm like, ooh, I've never been, you know, altered. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so, like, I could have been killed. So Yeah, that definitely but, has an effect. I, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, that but, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I got legendary status after that, and because that that uh, became mean, that became the story of me, like you know, you know, ready to fight, a, you know, a house full of people, and that back down. <laughs> like, who's this crazy guy doing jujitsu in the yard? Yeah, that was yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, you did yeah. just rip a chandelier out and right. punch Timmy in the face. So, so that's like that's like uh, so later on in college and things like that. I'm like, no, I shouldn't drink I anything because I don't know what. Damn, that's my, mad. That's mad. Your possible. liver's probably super happy right now. Mm -hmm. Your liver is probably super happy right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think um, you know it makes you age too. I've kind of seen that. folks who drink and they kind of. Yeah, you don't really like have any dad. gray going on. You're looking, you're looking clean. Thanks, just for men. Yeah, you're looking fresh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I right, so rerouting back to uh, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, and um, I want to know what working with Christopher Nolan was like. And how he was because he's actually one, he's my favorite director. Man. He's cool as hell. He's cool. Like, he's he's like so damn cool that it's it's, it's shocking. I'm, I you know I, I see his movies and I'm thinking oh this guy is probably like this Intense, eccentric yeah like you know brilliant dude like I'm you know I'm I'm doing a scene in the pool pool room yeah. right and I'm like you know asking I said excuse me uh well. You know, my my guys, uh, you do you want us to feel like we were here like for ten minutes, or we were here for like an hour yeah. before? And he's like, you know what? I don't know. What do you think? I'm like, I don't know. We could try both ways. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll try both ways. And I'm like, great. And then I said, uh, and you know, I don't know if it's odd to you, but you know, my all my my guys are they're English. They have you know British accents, but I'm you know, I have an American accent. Do you want us to sound? the same do you want me to yeah. speak he's like 
hadn't, th- I hadn't thought about that. What no do you think? And I was like, way. really? Seriously? No way. You know, we had, believe me, we had more dialogue. There's a lot more stuff that, yeah. went, you know, yeah, that yeah. was cut out. But it, it, it was one of these things where, I mean, it was so chill. That whole. That's crazy. I even had, um, there was a guy, Wally, who was a DP. And, you know, uh, somebody, I showed, I was coming out with that Black Dynamite thing, right? And I had some, you know, some silly clips of Black Dynamite. And I showed one person, and they showed the next person, and they you know, showing Wally. And then Wally's showing Christopher just as he was like, okay, let's get ready. Oh, and then everything stops, and everybody's goofing off of the, the clips I had from Black Dynamite. And it's like, you know, we're clowning around for like an extra half hour. I'm like... This is like the coolest. Yo, I would never have guessed that. No, like, man, it, he got to be the. Uh, that had to be one of the most Nolan, relaxing. Don't, don't hate me. Maybe that was a horrible comparison. No, it that was, dude, it was that intense. dude is cool as hell. He is just chill. I mean, I've never seen a moment of any tension on that set. Mm. That's great, and maybe that's why the move, the movies are so successful. I, it surprises me that he hadn't thought about. Things like what accents you'd have, or because a, a lot of directors are really into character development. Like Quentin Tarantino, that's literally the only thing he cares about. Well, yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've worked, worked with Quentin, but you know, I'm on, on the uh, the uh, edited out footage. Ah, uh, I've uh, been in the Kill movie, Bill. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, for real? Yeah. If you if you see deleted footage, I'm the only deleted footage. Ah, uh, <laughs> what's good, Quentin? <laughs> Damn, what's well, good? Yeah, really, well, that see that. sucks, dude. Yeah, like, it's 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 so it's cool. It was I had a bigger role. Uh, there was a there was a big segment that was that was uh it was supposed to be myself, Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson's wife, uh, Natasha Richardson. Um, in it, it was a segment called House of Blue Leaves, and that's when you would first see uh, the the Bill character, uh, and it was supposed to be in this uh, casino setting, and we we're going to shoot that in China and everything. But then Quentin had the idea to shoot the massacre at the church, which is a better idea uh-huh. for the, you know, the, you know, seeing the Bill character. And, you know, he was, he was apologetic. He's like, Mike, you know, I just thought, and I was like, hey, Quentin, I knew him as a friend before even working with him anyway. Like, uh, so it was like, I mean, I didn't take that personal, but, you know, I was like, hey, oh, that, makes, that makes sense. What but, the fuck is that? <laughs> Oh, dad's calling. GP. You ought to know what? you bought it. What's going on? I don't know, Everything bro. Look, look, I, yeah, but then he I wanted me to come out and then do a, a part of the scene and in a flashback type of sequence. Mm. So you were, the, were you, yeah. you were her enemy? Um, Kind of Bill's enemy. Okay. Was that, yeah. Is he... Is he is he into that character development? Because I heard he sits with his actors for extens- extensive periods of time to, yeah, well, to make sure they're flushed out inside and out it, you know it wasn't my experience in, in that mm. situation but but talking about something that comes full circle but when i in that deleted footage i mentioned damo huh which quentin you know is a you know he you know he's a historian and i'm mentioning the the damo and i'm leading a a pack of chinese guys and so it's a harken back to Bodhidharma that's or cool. Damo. That's cool. That's And that's cool. the character I'm playing. That's awesome. So, you know, that's a little little history thing that just kind of... It all connects. Yeah. Comes full circle. When you do these fight scenes in movies, 
are you playing to camera? Because I've seen a lot of fighters. Um, I remember like George St. Pierre did a fight scene once in uh, I forget what movie it was. And, and, and Ronda Rousey has had her uh, mm-hmm. debut in movies. And they're definitely good. Um, but it didn't come across like some of the actors like Tom Hardy, for example, who like mm-hmm. when, when he does his fight scenes, something about the way he moves and you, you do this too. It looks so much better if I'm being honest. So is there, is, are you, what's the translation between being a real fighter and an actor fighter and how do you make it still look good as opposed to some real fighters who are actually in the octagon who aren't doing as good as jo- of a job. Well, yeah, there's there's a couple of things. One one of the things is a lot of real fighters um, they're 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 famous by by way of their blood and guts and effectiveness. Sometimes, yeah. you know, you got a guy who can who can withstand a lot of a lot of punishment. That doesn't that doesn't show well on screen. Yeah. You know, it's not what you, it's it's more about the technique. Now you you got to have good choreography because you could have a great fighter and have terrible choreography. There's some, there's some Jet Li movies where you know the way that they would shoot it, uh, the cinematography is not good, and yeah. he's you know he's one of the most talented martial artists there are. So you know these elements have to kind of play. But on top of it, why Tom Hardy's so good is because he's acting throughout the fight. A lot of people become automatons when they fight. You you know a lot of even martial artists ah, ah, yeah. they, they get into that that <laughs> ah, and, and, and people are trying to do Bruce Lee mm. you know and doing all that kind of craziness and it's like who who is the character like if you got if you got basically uh, imagine you got uh, Robert De Niro mm. who's like this gruff character or, or um, Christopher Walken who's you know, unpredictable yep, and yep. Jack Nicholson whatever. And but when they fight, they're doing choreography. But imagine if they fought with the characters they're playing. Like imagine a Christopher Walken fighting style. You see what I mean? So yeah. if you you choreograph for character and you stay within the character, now it's really interesting. Like you know Ali uh, Frazier. You know you've got two personalities. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting, not just people doing movement. Yep. So you know someone like Tom Hardy and myself. My thing is like. I want to be able to, I want to show the acting through the action. Very cool. You know, some people just don't learn, don't learn how to do that. Yeah. I love that. I feel like, I feel like, I, cause I've had, a, I've had some fight scenes too. And I was, I was really excited to do them. And I still, to this day, love doing fight scenes. But when I saw them, I was like, it, it, it is definitely an art trend, like that transition from like being a real fighter and knowing how to move and fight someone in real life and then looking good on screen. I mean, yeah. You have to open to camera and all that shit. Does, is that frustrating? No, no, I, I, I understand it a great deal. What's frustrating is like, man, it's like kind of, there's a Fred Astaire reference. Fred Astaire, you shoot him. Uh, you know who Fred Astaire is? I'm talking about all the... No, no, Dylan knows. <laughs> I like say Michael Jackson. There's a Michael Jackson there. But you, you see his full frame and there's the beauty. But if you cut it up, then you, you're seeing his face and then showing his feet and all that. You you miss it, yeah. Right. So yeah. if you're an exceptional mover, you want to see that whole movement. So a lot of like a lot of like uh, fight scenes are kind of created in an editing room. Mm. And so I, you know, there's times where I could do a oneer, uh, like when I'm fighting four people <laughs> in one continuous yep. thing, and then some asshole editor. Will shoot 
like, you know, we'll break that up. Yeah, yeah. And show somebody going. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and then another person going. Yeah, like, yeah. Like in the middle of it. And it's, yeah. and it's like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. Or, or, or some kind of insert. So you're, you're, you're kind of stuck between how they're going to edit the thing. Mm. And so, you know, it's got those elements all have to be in yeah. play. Yeah. You got, you, I mean, it's, it, you got to trust, right? You got to trust that like the director yeah. or editor will do a good job. Yeah, and sometimes that's when I, you know, res, res, reserve my asshole card and say, okay, there's no, not going to be a B camera on here. Oh, you know oh I mean? you'll do that? Oh, yeah, buddy. Wow. Oh, man, because it's, it's just like, no. Wow. Because I mean, there's, a, there's a camera operator that's there, and they, they, they want something to do. And it's like, nope, you're not going to threaten this, this fight scene. The integrity by, of the fight scene. By shooting something that some editor yep. might use. Yep. So that's Cause they, I, Because, by the way, they always will. They always will. They'll yep. use the shot that you told them not to or they agreed not to yeah. or you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing to do, and, like, pay attention to this one. You watch fight scenes from now on with multiple people. Watch the people in the background. Mm. This shit like, is hilarious. They just stand there and be like, <laughs> like, I don't know, we're just start moving just to, like, fill the space and create yeah, motion. Right. And actually... I love you, Christopher Nolan, but he did it in a couple of scenes in, in The Dark Knight. And I like, <laughs> I think one dude got like hit by literally nothing and like fell down. And I was like, no, not like this. Yeah, you can't really redo redo those if you got a super good fight scene on your hands, right? Right, right. There, there's ways to get around that. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, that's probably on the third watching of something. Oh. Hopefully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, you yeah. see that the first time. Yeah, exactly. It, no, it, I didn't it, see it the really, first time. You yeah. got you got lucky. Um yeah. so you did the voice for Green Lantern in the video game. And have they had conversations with you to play the live action John Stewart? This is horrible. I did. Shoot. Oh no. You know, yeah, I, I think I did. Like it's it's weird. Like, especially with voice stuff, you go in there. And so the, the way I, you know, I'm just like, oh, we're, oh what am I doing Tuesday? Because it's I'll come one, in, one and, day, and then, right? Like years later, it comes out and yeah. I forgot I did it. Yeah. That happens <laughs> all the time. With and voiceover? So, yeah. Because I'm like, did I do? And I had to go, I had to go back. The, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I believe I did. He goes, this is horrible. Wow. Well, VO, yeah. VO is it's a good problem. VO, VO is quick. Like you stand in the booth. Like I'm sure you probably recorded for a day or two. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes out, and they you talking all day has led to like a full storyline in a video game. Yeah, there's. I just recently did some uh, some. Uh, oh, what was it? Well, it looks like yeah. looks like we're stuck yeah, again. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, I, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I did, just did, I did a whole. I hit, did a whole voice thing cartoon that's going to be you know they're like all right so in 2000 2021 we're going to do this and i'm like i'm already forgetting who you are (laughs) and everything about this i'm not even going to think that i'm going to remember you guys will call me up and somebody's going to have to explain to me what this is so all right so that that makes me curious how many of your projects are you like truly like invested in or are you just going there because you know you're perfect for the role or the voiceover perhaps well you know i got my own projects that i'm really invested Mm -hmm. in but you know there's there's um there's other like yeah there's other things that it's like i you know, I'm just so I'm keeping in, in the rear view. I'm just like I I do it to my best ability. Yeah, for sure. But then once it's done, I just I don't even think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what 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 are you working on now? Next projects? Well, I got a few things coming out. I got a movie called Send It, 
Um, send it. Send it is about awesome. kiteboarding. We always do We're that. About that. We're about that. Kiteboarding. Sending it. And, and then, yeah, and then um, uh, Undercover Brother 2. Shut the fuck up. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. What's going on? Yo. Yeah. That is one of my favorite movies. Really? Of all time. Undercover Brother. Oh. I quote it all the time. It's one of those movies that. I think I saw like at my cabin, it, it was like stowed away in like a little uh, VCR and I put it mm. in, I watched it and then I, I thought it was so funny. Oh, boy. Um, I, I, man, I quote that movie all the time. Really? Undercover Brother 2. Are, who's the Undercover Brother? Me. Shut the fuck up. What, yeah. what an honor. Thanks, man. What an honor. When is that coming out? Well, now I'm nervous, man. It's like nah, one of your bro. favorite movies, and I just like, oh, Yo, man. This movie. Spencer yeah. pulled up have, the... It, oh, my Dave God. Chappelle? Is Dave, Dave is making Dave an appearance? Is Dave Chappelle in it? No, no, he's, okay. he's, he's not in it. Um, Yo, I, yeah. I'm legitimately obsessed with this movie. This, like, this shit shaped a lot of my childhood. Undercover Brother. Solid. Yeah, is that Denise? Denise, Denise gonna say, is that Denise Richards? Yeah, well, Denise Richards is in the Ascended movie. Really? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, does she yeah, still look like that? I not quite. Don't. Nobody <laughs> still looks like that. <laughs> Time <quite>. has passed. <laughs> Yo, I sw- I've taken so much comedy from this movie. Like, man, I feel like I'm gonna make references. No- just no one's gonna know. There's a scene where like the two girls are fighting, and then it turns into this like super hot fight scene, and like the two guys who are supposed to be enemies like start taking out popcorns. They bring like recliners in, and, like mm. sit back. And- <laughs> man, I love a good comedy. I like old classic comedy. Yeah. All right, so I'm excited for that. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, what else? Well, you know. Lantern. Okay. Are you playing Green Lantern? No. I don't, In the live I, I, action? We, is is Ryan, that happening? Ryan Reynolds killed it. Not done, <laughs> not Stewart, uh, John Stewart. Uh, I will. Hey, I mean, I haven't talked to you know anybody about that. I, you know, great. Hey, I wouldn't mind. You probably, uh, you probably fucking kill it. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm getting ready to do some more like action stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I'm gonna trim down like ten pounds and. Oh, for real? You get ready. I'm, I'm what, doing a what movie. What are you at right now? I'm about 230. Okay. I guess. I'm going to try to get down to 210. Um, Damn. Close to, Damn. Close to it. What's, it what's your diet like? Um. Well, now it's going to be pretty much, uh, you know, low carbs. And I, I, I when I really try to trim down, it's more liquid. I'm just going to be you, like you doing get, a lot of shakes and juices. But Got do you it. get angry when you when you're... Cutting per se? No, no. You you don't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, not at all. I get I get pissed. I get livid. You shouldn't be hungry. Oh. You shouldn't be hungry. So that, uh, that that's a sign. There's something sense. something was, something might be a little wrong, because uh, you should be like you know be steadily two and a half hours, three hours, that type of thing. Really? You should be I, I, like cussing out some some of your meals. Like I I don't, I don't want to eat right now. And really. Yeah, man, because yeah, right. you know we'll talk about that. You know, I'll, I'll tell you Yo, about. for real, we should uh, we should train sometime. Or I mean, we, right down the street, yeah, bro. and we box every day. So come by every what, day, uh, five six days a week. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, there's there's a few things that you know, I, you know, like I say, I'm a nerd with it. Tight. So there's a few Tight. things I would I, I would love to like kind of you know. You should come. You should show you. Should, you. I'm sparring next Tuesday. I think you should come watch and just critique and 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 see if I can improve in any way. Because yeah, you are the expert, man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd with it. I'm, I'm a nerd, but you know, and, you know, respect to your coach, though. You know, it's like, you know, with his blessing. Yeah, we got. No, no, he said he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure he could teach you some things, and, mm-hmm. and I bet you could. 
got a fight coming up, so got to add everything you can to your arsenal. Oh, yeah. is that the, the chaos, TS, K- TSA? TSA. 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 TSA pre-check. Yeah, pounds per square inch. Yeah, which is that? KSI? No, it's... We're trying to figure it out. Kissy. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, I guess some stuff, you know, like... Uh, I don't know what you just said, man. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Yeah, it's just, you know, you don't, you don't even have to know. Because if I go... <laughs> you just you cast know, a spell. You know, it's I like, yeah, well, you don't care about no. you know, so, yeah, so I understood. So you get it, you get it. That. Yeah, that's what, that's what that means. You know, All right, get it now. Yo, let's do it. Let's do the audio only right now. It's on Spotify and iTunes. Same as this, but guess what? It's audio only. We're going to get a little deeper. Won't take long, but yeah, I want to ask Michael J. White a few more questions about his life. Bro, thank you for coming on On Impulsive. Hey, thank you, man. Of course, man. Where can they find you on social media? Oh, uh, official Michael Jai on uh, Instagram and then that that number sign, Michael Jai White on everything else. That makes sense. Yeah. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Impulsive. Hit that subscribe button, the number one podcast in the world. We'll see you next time. Take it easy. Peace. Here we are, audio only. Still here. Can't believe it. What do you have pulled up here? Do you have facts? I did, but I'll save them. Why? Should I save them? Or should we- I think we should do a couple. So yeah. we, do, we do this segment called Facts. Facts. Spencer here has some facts. All right. Okay. And so, uh, what you got, Spence? All right. KS, K- KFC mm-hmm. unleashes a Cheetos chicken sandwich. What do you guys have to say about this? They're, they've oh they've infused Cheetos now into their chicken sandwiches. Is... um. Is their cook named Beelzebub? <laughs> is it Beelzebub? Uh, Satan? Satan? Basically? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Bro, right. They don't care anymore, man. They I don't. Know. They're just that's like, that's you sad. Know, you a lot of people are pissed about this these one. burgers. What oh, the man, fuck is this? this? Like, we do not like you. Oh my right. god! Are you ever eating fast food? Uh, yes, I, I can get creative with it, depending on where. Can you get this creative? Oh hell no! What is? Come on. I have the worst news. I have to try it. I am so sorry, Michael. Well, you're, you're young enough. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'd pay for like two days for that. This looks like death. Yeah, I'm staring Satan that in the has face. No food. That's not food. I, I think it's it's so interesting <laughs> to me how these things are legal. You know, like I think at some point this we're gonna look nuts. back and be like, damn, we actually invented that. That happened. Good propaganda though for it. People, people are going to eat it. People yeah. love Cheetos. Oh, yeah, look at that. I mean, you look at that for two seconds, you're about what, to eat 10 of them. What kind of fast food do you eat? Like, are you a Shake Shack, shake shack or In-N-Out kind of guy? Uh, neither. I'm kind of like, I go to freaking Whole Foods. I'm boring. Man, that's not a fast yeah. food. It kind of, you know, going in a deli part. Oh, well, fast food, like, oh, oh, uh, um, a Pollo Loco. Okay. You, what? You're the first person I I make jokes about El Pollo Loco. Really? What's wrong with El Pollo? I don't know. I've never been there, but really, I just thought no one went. It's I, no, it's real oh, it's chicken. Popping. It's good. Really? Yeah. People go, dude. Really? I have tourists come here, friends from like Ohio, where I'm from. They're like, what is El Pollo Loco? I'm like, it's like a, I say verbatim. I go, it's like a cheap Taco Bell. Am I oh, mistaken? Y- yeah, you're Damn. terribly mistaken. I think it's like it's higher flame. class. I think it's like the scale up. Grilled corn. Dang. Yeah. What's that? I, oh yeah. What about Chick Fil A? Uh, I wish there was a Chick Chick Fil A oh, around. I, there I, is. I got good news. Did you for say you. there was a Chick Fil A? They coming? tore down. That's right. The El Pollo Loco to put the. the they, to, uh, they tore down Goodwill. Oh, 
No, but there was also <laughs> and El Pollo Loco. Yeah. They tore down both. There's a Chick Fil A in town. White Oak and Ventura. It's coming. They're building oh, it's it right not here now. Yet. It's right on the corner. Oh, thank you. It's coming. Th- thank you, Jesus. Yeah. No, I just yeah. because I've been asking Jesus for this for a long time. It's yeah. coming, no, Michael. He heard. He heard. He heard you. He he hears your voice specifically. <laughs> Man, it operates on that special it, frequency. I'm, All right. Yeah. I got another fact here. This is uh, on a different on a different note. So apparently we have five years to save ourselves from climate change, a Harvard scientist says. Before it's too late. Before it is too late. Harvard professor James Anderson, best known for his work linking chlorofluorocarbons to the ozone hole, warned us that this uh, we we need to take immediate action or else we're screwed. (sighs) So they're saying the uh, um, amount of warming right now is similar to the Eocene Epoch. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard about that. Which happened about 39 million years ago. I went to high school with Yosin. Fuck! (laughs) Uh, Well, that was a time period. (laughs) So it wasn't a human. No, I think he went to high school with her. Listen, dude. I mean, it's 39 million years ago, man. The hood, they get creative with these names, man. Yosin Epoch, bro. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't fucking know. I don't know what that is. It's a time period, bro. You're a time period, bro. Listen... What do we do? Can, Michael, can we send you up to fix the need, ozone layer? We need you to beat some ass, okay? You beat ass in the movies. We need you to beat some congressman ass. Because something's not happening. Yeah. I, how, how are we supposed to, like, check on that? You how know are I mean? we supposed I, what, to, like, yeah. right, we got five years? Like, what can we do? What are the action items? Yeah. So, th- so, what, what they're... So, have that damn chicken sandwich at KFC? Yeah, like, Is that what you're saying? Apparently, we got to do a lot. They're saying yeah. we can't just cut out emissions we have to like reflect sun from hitting the planet because what's happening right now what happened 39 million years ago is we had no ice on the planet so the the same temperature in the poles was at the equator Mm -hmm. so there was no difference so that's where we're headed right now can we beat his ass in five years like could he like just agree to just get a total public flogging if Mm. if If he's wrong yeah i mean because then maybe he would dig down and get even deeper research because he might want to save his yeah. own ass. Maybe he's trying to light a fire under people's asses. Okay. Because I wasn't it like twelve years ago, like last month, or twelve years. Last month we had twelve years. This it's month just we had like, five. Well, there's new stuff coming out every day. Well, no, Maybe in two should, days we're gonna have two minutes. True. We should get our shit together either yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. We can only do what we can do. That's true. But you know, who uh, you you, you you've been ringside with a lot of fighters. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who do you have uh like extensive relationships with? If if I mean, I'm sure you do, but who are you hanging out with, like, when they're not fighting? Anyone? Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, T- Tyron was here, right? Tyron Yeah, Woodley. yeah, he came on. Um, yeah. It, it, like, Josh Barnett, he, that dude is brilliant. Yeah. He, he's one of the smartest people I know. Not just about really, fighters. Really, That dude, I'm telling you, you should have him on the show. Okay. He's, he, know, you, he, he could just, I think he could just walk on the Jeopardy. Wow. The guy wow, he's, a, he's a smart-ass dude. He's okay, a like real that. smart guy. Smart-ass dude like yeah. that. I got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, Tyron's dope, man. I uh, he came on the podcast. I went to Vegas, saw him fight, bet twenty k on him, lost. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> I put a I put a G bar down too. It's sad. I got I gotta ask you as, um, we've seen like movies like Black Panther mm-hmm. really bring a new wave of African American superheroes and and role models. Um, you were one of the first mm-hmm. in ninety seven yeah, to with be. Yeah. So, what was what have you seen since your time being a superhero and you know the African American community? 
Well, I mean, it's pretty commensurate because like, you see, even back in the day, right? There was, when I did Spawn, there was only a handful of superhero movies anyway, right? And then it was myself and it was Wesley Snipes. Yeah. And so <laughs> percentage-wise, we weren't doing too damn bad. So, you know, there's, uh, you know, th- there's been, uh, you know, I don't, I'm not like really, I'm not a big fan of the whole. Comic movie. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, I, I get it, yeah. you know. But yeah, I mean, that the Black Panther thing, I was like, I, I loved it in the fact that, you know, it was just a cool-ass movie. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and even people get ca- caught up on the black thing. The thing I think is great is that it was just a cool-ass movie to happen. You know, it was happened to star black folks. That's what I love about it. Yeah. I like, I do, I do movies where it's got nothing to do with, you know, I happen to be black, but it, as most of my characters have nothing to do with any kind of ethnicity. Mm. But that's the mark is to show that it shouldn't make a difference, you know? Yeah. So, you know, so I, I love it in that, 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 you know, because it's not marginalizing anyway. Yeah. I am kind of curious. Um, I don't know why I just thought it's like hearing you talk, you're very eloquent with your speech and you, you use a lot of like intellectual words, but you're from Brooklyn in the, in the hood. Correct. Mm-hmm. Did, was there a point where you had, you talked like a gangster or, or you had to switch the way you spoke? No, I always spoke the, the way I, I do now. I always did. Uh, even when I even felt the the pull to, you know, kind of be, you know, different, I always wanted to be who I am. Uh, I remember when I was in college, there was times where I kind of, when I was a little sensitive, I thought I was talking over people's heads sometimes or mm-hmm. whatever. And I, you know, sometimes would, would try to get a vernacular that, you know, I mean, I change it to some degree yeah. depending on who I'm talking to because yeah. my my goal is to communicate. Mm-hmm. But um, but I didn't. I was very um, careful as to not play act. Mm. Uh, one thing that was interesting is like, I at one time uh, I was friends with uh, with Tupac. Uh, we used to play pool and we used to hang out and and. He was so like we spoke very similar. Like he, when he first got to know me, uh, I saw that he was relieved that, you know, I was like him. He would, he did not. The Tupac that a lot of people think, he's he wasn't that way. Gotcha. It's, it's he, like we could play, we could be like you know, people would always say this. Hey, your friend looks a lot like Tupac, because people never thought it was him. Really? He was just like, he was from the high school of performing arts. He was like. Yeah, he was a poet. Yeah. He, you know, the way I speak and we, he, he was goofy, clowning around and stuff. People go, that guy looks like Tupac, but it couldn't possibly be him. And I'm like, no, that's him. Really? Uh, we, we could play pool and all of a sudden, uh, Pac would just all of a sudden go, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that, you know, the, the six in the corner. I'm like, somebody black must have walked in the room. And I turn, turn around and go, okay, that's no it. Because he will just. Go into that character because it was like a lot of us, the, the truth of it, a lot of us are nerds starting into this business and everything, right? Even martial arts, would, a lot of us, it's a nerd convention. And sometimes, like, we get the the accolades from a crowd that we admired and we lose who we are. And it was kind of tragic because it was like, it was kind of like, imagine, uh, Al Pacino staying in the Scarface character to impress others. Yeah. 
it, he would go flip right into you know because it, it yeah. was crazy. But I'm I never wanted to do that because like I'm saying, you lose who you are, and fuck anybody who doesn't expect respect you for who you are. Yeah. And yeah, we talked yeah. to Layla Steinberg, who worked with him uh, in his music career, and she said that he had set three goals. One was to be uh, the biggest rapper alive, mm-hmm. the most most known rapper. Another was that schools would be studying his work mm-hmm. all over uh, the world. And then the third was that he's going to die by the time he was 25 because he got caught up in the game like that was one of the things that he stated he set out on mm-hmm. so like what you're describing it's interesting how some people stick to that persona or or that you know that goal that they're gonna die young or they build this image where it's like why but, you know, but, why do you got to do that but, you know, i want you to, you know look at things in a, another you know way it's like okay how many people have said that and it didn't happen you know, I mean, think about Nostradamus. Do, do people think about the uh, the predictions he got wrong? He could have made thirty predictions every single day, but they're gonna they're gonna hold on to the ones that he got right. Yeah. Mm. So it, it's it's one of those things that you know you're holding on to that because it it fits a certain narrative right there. Uh, there's a lot of people who may say that, and you know, but it, it's you know I I just think unfortunately. You know, he got caught up in that, mm. and and um, and I've seen it. I've seen it happen a lot, and and even comedians and a lot. Of, you know, a lot of the people that just go, okay, you know, like, yeah, we're we're a lot of times we're the kids that we always were, and we could default to that, uh, and so you become this hero to folks, and you want to covet that, you want to protect that. And you may be diluting, you know, who you really are. Yeah. And, that's you know, kind of harkens back to what I was talking about. It's just always just have the courage to be who you are. You know, it's just there's not going to be another you. So embrace that. You know, that's what's special. That's what makes you who you are. Don't don't lose that for anybody. Yep. I love that. I, I love that. We'll end it there. Uh, I hope you guys heard that, adopted it, absorb it, listen to it. Uh, Michael J, dude, thank you again. Thank you for having me. Of course, man. bro. Appreciate right. you. Appreciate right. you. Rate us five stars, or I'll have Michael kick your ass. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Peace.